I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Phil Bettering proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world. It's Aratalks Films. How is everyone doing? It has been a strange couple of weeks. Um, I I recorded an episode, it got lost and didn't record properly um, a few weeks ago, so I didn't release an episode that week. I then recorded another episode and I couldn't send it over to Phil, but we managed to get to the bottom of it, so Phil now has it. Um, and it should be up by now. Uh, last week, I was going to record an episode and I had my second uh, vaccination done, uh, the the COVID vaccination. I had my second jab done and I felt pretty rough afterwards. Um, I can't, I, I'm not quite sure whether it's just my general... Um, I, I feel rough all the time, just just as a, a precursor to that, that part of the story. I... <laughs> Uh, there's not a day where I don't wake up and I don't feel tired or I ache or, you know, I just feel run down. It's just the life that I live, you know, burning the candle at both ends. I, I stay up late um, and I get up really early with the kids and it's just it's just a nightmare. So I'm always feeling very tired. But last week I felt very, very delicate, shall we say. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to record last week, but I am back Uh and it is the same as usual. You've come here, you're going to listen to me talk about the week's um, news from Hollywood. And then we're going to get into a bit of a discussion about movies and stuff that I've watched this week. But yeah, stay tuned because we are going to be talking about Legion of Doom. Uh, we are going to be talking about Vin Diesel hyping up Riddick. Uh, the, the search for a new 007 begins. Uh <laughs> Uh, we have a TV adaptation of a popular film franchise and book. Uh, the, the film franchise is based on the book series. And we also have some news on uh, Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah, stay tuned. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aaron, that's not a lot of news. Normally, you have a lot more. Now, usually I do. But just before I hit record, I had a quick look through my notes and I thought to myself, do you know what? There's not as much as news as, as as usual. Like this, there's five pieces of news here. Normally, I'll have about seven or eight. Um, so I had a quick scour through the internet. There's nothing really of note worth bringing up. It's it's just the usual kind of nonsense. Um, which I don't really. It sounds bad, but I don't really see the point in discussing it. But these these ones did sort of stand out, and they, I think they're quite interesting. Like I say, we're going to start off with uh, DC's Legion Legion of Doom. Now, for anyone that doesn't know what the Legion of Doom is. They are a uh, the sort of anti-Justice League. They are a group of villains that come together to basically fight against the heroes, you know, fight against your Supermans and your Batmans and your Wonder Womans, etc. Now, the, 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 the general uh, leader of the Legion of Doom is typically Lex Luthor, who was played in the movies recently. <laughs> By Jesse Eisenberg. Now that was not a popular choice. Um, I thought the performance was fine. I didn't love it. Um, he's not one of my favourite characters anyway. So I like the fact that they tried to do something a little different, and then they tried to backtrack and say, "Well, it's not really Lex Luthor; it's his son." Uh, but it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, they're trying to uh, get this this off the ground they want to do a legion of doom movie and bring back jesse eisenberg's version 
of Lex Luthor uh, to sort of uh, spear, spear, what's the word? Uh, spearhead. I nearly said spear front. That does not make sense. Spearhead the project and be the leader of this uh, live action version of the Legion of Doom. Now, they are also trying to bring back Jared Leto's Joker. So they, they've taken possibly the two worst parts of the DCEU, if you're not counting Amber Heard, but we won't get into that right now. So yeah, Jared Leto's Joker, again, I I liked the performance. I thought it was good. It's nice that they tried to do something different. Um, it's very hard, especially when it comes to the Joker, to you know, give off a unique spin on that character that we have seen for many, many, many years. You know, there's so many different versions of that character that it, it it's almost impossible at this point to give a unique performance and try and make it your own. So for what Jared Leto did, it's fine. It's not great, but the other problem with that is he had to follow Heath Ledger. So, you know, he was fighting the losing battle from the start. But, yeah, so by by and far, he is the worst interpretation of the Joker to date. Not that, you know, he is that bad, but just with comparison, he is the worst. But, yeah, so they're trying to bring Jesse Eisenberg and Jared Leto together uh, to... <sighs> To, to helm this Legion of Doom movie. I don't know what's going on at DC. I mean, they're trying everything. God bless them. You know, they've, they've got the money. They want to try and make some money. I can't see this. I I was going to say, I can't see this doing well. But, you know, it's, it's very hit and miss at the moment when it comes to DC. They try. Majority of the times they fail, but they get enough good graces where they can manage to keep themselves going. I don't know. I don't even know if this is even going to pick up at this point because it's just a rumour that, that they're trying to... They're in discussions with these actors and they're trying to get this ball rolling, but whether it happens or not, I don't know. I Jared Leto has stated he doesn't want to come back as a Joker, so that's, that's a stumbling block right there. Jesse Eisenberg, I believe he enjoyed playing Lex Luthor and he wouldn't mind coming back, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to happen and if it does, whether they're even going to get these actors or whether they're just going to recast and just try and do it a different way. I say do that. All DC movies are not connected. I mean, they're technically they are, but none of them none of them really join up. So just fucking make a different universe and just go for it. That's what I'll say. So, yeah, Vin Diesel has been hyping up the return of Riddick. Um, it says here Riddick 4 Furia. Uh, I believe that's what it's Riddick 4 Furia. I the thing that really stood out to me about this was Riddick 4. I forgot that there were technically already three Riddick movies because Pitch Black was you know the first introduction to that character, and that is an absolutely brilliant film. I still love that movie, I think it's great. I think it's one of the, the best things that Vin Diesel has ever done. Um <laughs> Yes, and I'm including the Fast and Furious movies. But then, yeah, I forgot there were two sequels to that. Uh, the second one wasn't great, but I really remember enjoying it when I first watched it. But I know it's not a good movie. And then, yeah, there was a third one that just kind of came out of nowhere and I forgot all about. But, yeah, he's saying that he has had an incredible meeting with uh, the uh, you know uh, production companies and 
the planned sequel is going to arrive sooner than fans thought. Um, I didn't know there were any fa- fans of this franchise, um, but apparently they're, they're expecting it and they can't wait. And it is coming a lot sooner than expected. But hey, yeah, we're, we're getting more Riddick movies. Again, that's a good character. I really enjoy it. I, th- uh, I really enjoyed the first version of that character. It's kind of gone a bit silly since then, but a lot of this stuff does, doesn't it? it well, especially when it comes to franchises after a while, the, the, you know, the characters become, um, you know, parodies of themselves. And this is definitely one of those characters. But yeah, it's, it's coming. I, th- I think I read somewhere 2022, which is crazy to think we're nearly at the end of 2021. With everything that's been going on, time has kind of stood still but kept going at the same time and it i i i it baffles me that we're nearly in 2022 and yeah it's coming and i think i read that it's coming that that year but i i don't quote me on that because i really can't remember because it's a you know it's a it's a reddit movie that again i've completely forgot they were already free of but yeah it's coming So, yeah, Daniel Craig has finally got his wish and he is no longer James Bond. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, just a quick summary. After, I think, the third movie starring Daniel Craig is James Bond. He kind of turned around and said, I don't want to do this anymore. It fucking sucks and I hate it. And then they threw a bit more money at him and he came back and then he didn't want to do it again. And then somehow they managed to convince him to film No Time to Die, which is out now in cinemas. Go and see it. I haven't. Um, I, I very nearly went today. I was going to go today and watch it because I, I'd never, I was going to say, I've never seen a James Bond movie before last week. All I'd seen was Dr. No, the very first James movie, uh, James Bond movie starring Sean Connery. That does not hold up well. And I'd also watched Casino Royale. So, you know, the first Bond movie and one of the last Bond movies, um, I've never really been a James Bond guy. But last week I decided, you know what, I'm going to watch the Daniel Craig movie. So I watched uh, Casino Royale, Quantum, uh, the next one, and then Spectre. Uh, what was the third one? I can't even remember, you know, because I uh, I had to write down the order that they actually came out in because I could not remember. But uh, beside the point, I quite enjoyed them. So Today, I was going to take myself to the cinema for the first time in maybe two years. To what the, the last movie I saw in the cinema was Joker. Um, so, yeah, two years. I was going to take myself down there today to watch No Time to Die. But unfortunately, when I was booking tickets, there was so many seats already taken. And I'm still a bit unsure about being around so many people in such a closed, enclosed space. So I didn't get myself. I didn't get to do it. But, yeah. Anyway, again, beside the point, I'm rambling. <laughs> Hope you're still listening. Daniel Craig is no longer James Bond. That his his version of that character is gone. Um, I'm not saying he died. I don't know. Again, I don't know what happened in the last movie. But the search is on for the new James Bond. Now, the the, the kind of favourite at the moment, all the pictures that I'm seeing, all of the sort of whispers that I'm hearing is Henry Cavill. I think even Henry Cavill has come out and said, I want to do this, which is, you know, I get it. You know, he's he's a big strapping lad. <laughs> um, again, I don't really know a lot about James Bond, but when I hear James Bond, you know, you, you kind of get a certain 
vision in your head of what you want to see. And I guess Henry Cavill is that person. But the only thing that I don't like about that is about four years ago, I put a bet on a bet on Cillian Murphy to be the next James Bond. And if he doesn't become James Bond, I lose two pound, two English pounds, which would upset me. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound, I don't want this to sound harsh. I don't care who gets it. You know, Henry Cavill, great. I, I don't have a big attachment to James Bond, even though I'm currently enjoying the film series. I might even go back and watch some of the older ones. But yeah, I, I think any sort of English actor that can pull off that suave, sophisticated version, as well as the newer version where he's he's more brute force and I'm going to say James uh, Jason Bourne-esque, as long as they can kind of fuse those two versions of a character together, I'll be all for it. You know, like I said, Cillian Murphy, he's a good choice. He's Irish, but technically that's English as well. Tom Hiddleston would be a good shout. Um, a lot of people wanted Tom Hardy as well. I love Tom Hardy, so sign me up for that. But, yeah, the search is on. Who do you think is going to be the next James Bond? Reach out to me if you can, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. I am Aaron Talks Films across the board. Or even if you can comment on these, I can't see the comments. So, Phil, if I do get any comments, let me know. Um, or email me. Yeah, email me. We'll have a conversation about it. And I'll try and get you on the show or something. That would be fun. Uh, Aaron talks films pod at gmail.com. Let me just double check. That is the right email because I set this up specifically for this show. Uh, and I've not actually had any emails on it yet. Ah, yes. Aaron talks films pod at gmail.com. So yeah, email me or tweet me and we'll have a conversation about who should be the next James Bond again. I wanted Cillian Murphy. Don't think that's going to happen. So if it's not Henry Cavill, maybe we could get, I'm looking around my room just to see if there's any, anyone here that could, uh, Ray Winston. There you go. There's my pick for the next James Bond, Ray Winston. A TV series adaptation of Irvine Welsh's 2016 novel, The Blade Artist. Uh, is in very early stages of development, according to actor Robert Carlyle. Now, if you don't recognise any of those words that I've just said, uh, The Blade Artist is the uh, sequel book to Train Spotting and Porno. Porno is the name of the sequel to Train Spotting, but for the movie they changed it to T2, Train Spotting, because of reasons. So, yeah. Um, a train spotting TV series is in the early stages. Uh, Robert Carlyle played the uh, psychotic uh, Begbie in those movies. Uh, yeah, he was in both of them. Uh, but yeah, the new interview explains that he's involved in continuing the story again, based on the Irvine Welsh's book, The Blade Artist. Uh, and he has he has said Irvine and myself have been chatting quite a lot recently with a couple of excellent producers in London. So yeah, a TV series following up on Train Spotting is by the looks of it coming. Uh, I recently watched Train Spotting for the first time. I say recently, it was like a year ago. I was doing a um, classic movie review series on my YouTube channel where I go back and watch these air quotes classic movies that I'd never seen before. 
and gave my you know sort of modern day thoughts on these movies and one of them was train spotting and i really liked it i really did enjoy it i thought it was a good movie couldn't make that movie now definitely not um so yeah the sequel was nearly as good but obviously like i say because of the age that we live in they had to tone it down quite a lot you know hence the reason that's changed the title of it from porno but yeah uh Quite good movies. I enjoy them. So for TV series is coming. I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that. I think it'd be good, good to watch. And I love Robert Carlyle. So anything that he's in, sign me up. I'll watch it because he is great. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because the headline of this article that I've, I've screenshotted to let you know is Scarlet versus Mickey has been settled. I think that's the best quite i've ever heard uh now recently scarlett johansson has been butting heads with disney uh it was all it uh i need to try and explain this really like in, in the best way that i can with very little knowledge because i didn't really read too much into it um all i know is she when she made the black widow solo movie pre-pandemic uh part of her contract was she get a certain amount of money from the release of that movie what they do is uh, they earn a percentage of the gross, which is how much that if the movie costs 200 million and it makes 400 million. Um, if she was due to get 10% of that, then that's is that 4 million or 40 million? Oh, I'm really bad at maths, aren't I? What's what's no 10% of 200 million would be like two million. Either way, she was due to get a percentage of the money that they would earn from cinema release. Now, obviously, it did not go to cinemas because of the pandemic. It was released on streaming uh, onto Disney+. Plus. Uh, people still had to pay for that. So the money was still being earned for that movie. But I think because of a loophole or, or some reason, she did not get the money that she was kind of promised. Now, again, it's, it's out of their hands. It's out of Disney's hands. It's out of her hands. But she still had a right to kind of sue for that money that she was promised. Now, the problem, I've discussed this before, the problem with these movies being released on streaming, uh, if you put a movie on Disney+, Plus, even though people have to pay for it, the problem with that is once it goes online, it can get ripped and people can watch it for free on certain websites. So the majority of people are going to get around that and not have to pay for it. So she will not earn any money for that. And it's very unlikely they're going to earn money back for the movie that they made. So... Again, they butted heads because she wanted the money that she was owed. That's that's fair enough. But Disney didn't want to pay her the money that she was owed because they didn't really have it, which is also fair enough. It was a big thing. But basically, now, cut to modern day, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have settled their lawsuit over the Black Widow, Black Widow money dispute. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what's happened. They they've settled, so you know she's got some money, and you know they've shaken hands, and it's all fine again. Uh, and they are looking forward to working together again uh, because Johansson is starring and producing in the Tower of Terror movie, which I think I reported on maybe a month ago. Uh, that is their latest Disney movie based on a ride. I'm pretty sure there was already a Tower of Terror movie or. Something along those lines a little while back, maybe starring Eddie Murphy, maybe not, I'm not sure. But, yeah, they've settled, they, they've become friends again, they've shaken hands, and they're going to move forward and continue to work together. And 
Hopefully that means that in the future we could get a return of Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Highly unlikely because that that universe is kind of moving forward and not they don't they don't really want to rely on the old school cast anymore. You know, you Chris Evans, you you um, nearly call him Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and Scarlett Johansson. So yeah, um, it's unlikely that will ever happen, but at least it's good to know that it it's it's a possibility. So yeah, it's all good that they're all settled and they're friends again. So yeah, that was this week's news from the land of Hollywood. I managed to drag that out to at least like 15 minutes or so. Um, yeah, sorry, I prattled on quite a lot. But uh, what has Aaron watched this week? What has Aaron? No, I'm, I'm not going to do that because although it would be nice to have a theme song. What do you think, Phil? Should I try and sing a little, catch a little tune and you can make it into a kind of dubstep version? What has Aaron watched this week? I can't sing for the life of me. Yes, this week... Uh, Today I've actually started watching Django Unchained. Brilliant movie, absolutely love that. I I, I adore Quentin Tarantino's movies. I, oh, Jamie Fox is so good in this. And after again watching the James Bond's move, James Bond movies recently, uh, I've my my love for Christoph Waltz is just growing and growing. I. Oh, that man is so good and I just I love the way that he speaks and the way he acts he's just oh there's just something about him he's got such an aura um but yeah I've watched the James Bond movies yeah I I really enjoyed them you know I again I've never really been a James Bond guy but I I think the movies are really really good um and yeah I'm happy that I kind of finally got around to watching that franchise you know and it's it was definitely worth it the big movie that I have watched this week, this week, last night, oh, it was, it was so good. It, very recently, uh, Netflix have released a movie called The Guilty, The Guilty, and it stars none other than Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, and it is, oh, it is just beautiful. I, that man can do no wrong. For a start, let's just get that out of the way. Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal is probably one of the best actors ever. Fight me, but yeah, he plays. Um, he's a troubled police officer. We we don't really find out until the end uh, why he's so troubled, what it is uh, that's wrong with him, and what he's done wrong. Spoiler alert: you find out at the end of the movie he did something quite bad. But um, during this period, he has been demoted to. Uh, a 911 operator where he answers the phones. He's got his little headset on. He's got his computer system. And, yeah, he's just – he looks really bored and he kind of hates it and he's just answering these phones and sort of, you know, what's your problem? Oh, you you, you fell off your bike. Okay, I'll send a, I'll send an ambulance out, whatever. You know, he's, he's just kind of I, – I don't want to deal with this. But he answers a call by a lady uh, who has been abducted. Um he answers the call and she's talking to him as if she's talking to her child. She's calling him sweetie. She's like, hi, sweetie. Mummy will be home soon. Mummy's coming home, I promise. And he very quickly twigs that she's uh, she is in trouble. So he kind of he asks her some questions, try and get to the bottom of this without her giving away, you know, what it is that she's doing. And yeah, he, he discovers that she's been abducted by a man and she's in his car and he goes out of his way to try and save this woman. It's it's so powerful because this this, this whole movie is set 
around him and his desk. You, you see the odd glimpse um, of the outside world, uh, sort of at weird angles where you don't actually see faces. You just kind of get a, an image of what is going on in the outside world. But 99% of this movie is focused on Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal at his desk doing his job, doing his hardest to get this woman saved. And it is, it's so intense and it's so beautifully acted by this man. I, every time I watch a movie with him, I just fall in love with him that little bit more. Same with Christoph Waltz. It's just, these men just take to the screen and they absolutely own what they're doing. They own, own the movie. They own their characters. But yeah, this movie is so beautifully shot as well. It's like I say, the whole thing is just focused on him and what he's doing. And it is very difficult for an actor to pull that off. But because he's such an accomplished actor, he really does. It. He just he brings you in. And a lot of the time, all you see, you know, his eyes or just his face. But the expressions that he pulls, you're just like, this man is just... It, I'm so enamoured with what's going on on the screen. You just can't pull away. And I was obsessed with this movie from minute to, from minute one to minute end. You know, it's very rare that I watch a movie from beginning to end at the moment because, you know, life is just crazy. I'll watch some of a movie and I'll kind of turn it off and I'll go off and do other things and then I'll go back to it. This movie did not stop until I was finished. And that is, for me, the greatest compliment that I can give to a movie. Not that the other movies I watch are bad. You know, like I say, I started watching Django Unchained today. I've not finished it yet because, you know, life got in the way and I had other things to do. But that is an incredible movie. But The Guilty, I mean, it's only one hour and 30 minutes, which is nothing. But it flies by so quickly. And it's just, again, it's beautiful. I highly re recommend it if I was going to give it a rating, I'd give it like a nine out of 10 just for the performance alone of Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. I just, it's beautiful. It really is. Go out and watch it. It's on Netflix right now. You'd be, you'd be mad not to. But yes, unfortunately that is the end of the show. I don't know if you noticed, but I feel very out of breath at the moment. I think, um, I think my asthma is kind of playing up a little bit, so it's actually quite hard to talk and breathe for such a long time. So, yeah, I do apologise. But, yes, that is the end of the show. Um, also, just quickly, before I forget, I also watched yesterday the trailer for the upcoming TV series Chucky. Wow, I absolutely adore that that um, film series, the character, and Brad Dourif, who voices Chucky. But if you want to hear my thoughts and any more about that TV show, Go and check out my YouTube channel, Aaron Talks Films. It's the last video that I posted. It's it's a reaction to the Chucky TV series trailer. Try saying that five times fast when you've got asthma. But yes, that is the end of the show. I, I appreciate you listening. Uh, I appreciate you all. I really do. Um, I hope you're all doing very well in these tough times right now. I hope you're all having a good time. Uh, come and find me. <laughs> Sorry, I got completely sidetracked there. I nearly cried a little bit. Uh, all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, and whatever ones are there. I, I don't know, but I'm on, I'm on all of them. Uh, Aaron Talks Films, come and find me. Let's, let's conversate. Email me as well. Let's have a conversation about who should be the mm -hmm. next James Bond. Oh, I thought well, I put that on silent. I do apologise. Sorry, Phil. Phil always tells me off when my, when my phone vibrates. Uh, whenever I'm doing a show with Phil, uh, the Phil Better Show, he always tells me off when my phone vibrates. So I apologise, Phil. Um, but yeah, uh, if I 
<laughs> I've completely forgot my sign out phrase. Oh no. Um, well, yeah, thanks for listening. I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>